the time today. That's really beautiful. Thank you so much. Okay, it's good. It is good. It is good. How are you doing? Um, I was doing very, very well. The, the last time we spoke about my family, we um, that was really hugely, uh, hugely powerful. And you were very emphatic that nothing that was going on, all my preoccupation with my son and my daughter and the family, nothing was more important than my search for truth. Yes. So I was able to set better boundaries. I was able to be less obsessed and focused. Although there are things that were really difficult and dilemmas and decisions that came up for me, which did obsess me for a while, but more as um, kind of like, what's my ethical responsibility? Um, those types of things. Um, but for the most part, I was able to relatively set boundaries compared to what I used to. Um, then my son and daughter-in-law, I'm going to try to condense the story and get rid of all the irrelevant details so we, um, without all the backstory. But the essence of it was they, after a lengthy process, they were evicted. They, they have two kids, um, a two-year-old and an almost one-year-old. It's not only that they don't have an income. They, they don't, even though they think that my son is going to do real estate and make some money. They certainly can't come to me, even if I wanted them to. I don't have the space. I have a two-bedroom apartment um, with no room for another four people. And additionally, I have become really concerned about my son's mental health. He's become increasingly unstable. What can, you, what, what can you do about it, any of this? Well, there, there are a couple of questions I have. One is, you know, how to be centered and at peace within myself. The practical questions are the possibility of my co-signing for an apartment for them so they can have some space of their own, some breathing space, but I would have the income to help them out towards an apartment um, with the possibility that with some breathing space they can stabilize a little bit she can get some help for her phobias. My son can get some help, and um, maybe there can be some restfulness. I've also gotten very attached to the grandchildren. She might end up going home to move in with her mother, in which case their marriage will be over, and um, I probably will not have access to my grandchildren. Her parents hate hate us, hate me, hate my ex-husband, hate my son, and um, want you know, nothing more than to see the two of them get divorced and us to have nothing to do with any of them. I don't know how to far to extend myself. I don't know how not to let this... And I guess the central question is like this. Um, when you said there's nothing more important than my search for truth, so I was thinking of the story of the Zen monk who... And here's how I heard the story. I don't know if you know the story, but it's a story... Um, of a Zen monk who's in a monastery and what uh, doing whatever monks do all day, gardening and cooking and meditating. And his sister in town gets pregnant and she's not married, so she goes to the monastery with a baby and she gives the monk to the baby and she says, here, please raise the baby, I'm preg I, I, I can't raise this child. So the monk has no ego, he doesn't resist, he just, okay, and he just takes in the baby and he raises the baby. Then a few years later, she comes and she says, I'm married now and my husband wants to adopt the baby. And without any ego, she just takes, he, he 
gives back the baby. So I think about how the monk, it was his dharma to raise this baby. So I ask myself, when you said none of this family stuff is more important than my search for truth, is my search for truth simply I meditate, I go to satsang, I, um, all that stuff? Um, I meditation there as I've been doing for so many years? Or No. It is not what really I mean. Being there for this family, maybe that is my dharma. So that's uh, really my central question. Other than the practical question, of that, better. you say that may be your dharma, and uh, that maybe it's your karma, not your dharma. Your dharma can change. I don't know. I want to tell you something. Um, that is, that um, what I say to you. That in your case, the best thing is your search for truth. Because even from the way that you relate about these things, I see you're too highly involved in their life. Um, and that may not be a good thing. You're, you, you're looking with a mother's eye but you, and a mother's love, but it's not enough. It has to be attended with some wisdom. I just feel that you're, from the way that you relay um, what's happening with you, I see that, uh, and, and the d degree of detail that you share, I see that uh, you seem to be very highly involved with their life and, uh, and, and that you're quite pulled into the things that you see, that you find difficult with, and so on. And I don't feel that, although you have clearly got a lot of love for your family, your children, your, your son, and your, your, your grandchildren, and so on, I feel that somehow... Um, uh, the love by itself is not enough. I said this to you before, and that the, the wisdom part of it, which perhaps in some cases can be a sense in which you become more detached, uh, will have a, a much greater contribution to to the quality of your life and theirs also. Because um, this amount of involvement, um, I don't think that you get the, the proper picture of things. I think you're too you're too much in in that. And I know that your feeling is that, you know, of course, you're so much caring that nothing happens to your grandchildren and you do the best you can and so on. So it was from this point of view that I say your highest uh, uh, thing should be your search for truth and not to try and get your family together. Um, now, that may sound a bit cold because it sounds like what, you know, as you said, should I just go walk in the park, do my meditations and stuff like that? I think that even that is not enough. You're doing your meditation and going for walks in the park and, and praying. It's not enough also. Um, you just need to, to somehow be pulled out of that, that whole way of looking and that identity that you're wearing and come fully into, into your total presence. Because the picture that you're seeing in your son's life is also shaped by your present idea and identity um, that identity is shaping what you are experiencing. And um, I feel that uh, um, it, it, it just becomes more of a mess. I don't think that independent of you, I think probably your children don't have a, will have a life that will probably do quite well anyway. They will just have to go through the lessons they have to learn. And there's something to do with your love for them, which somehow is sometimes interfering with their growth. Maybe maybe your son has got to, I think life already without you as a, a, is 
is is teaching and training and guiding and and reorientating them because if you say they lost their their place that this and and then you jump in to kind of patch things up i don't think that these things are accidents in life i think that they are opportunities for for lessons and growth and perhaps it can be sometimes i don't know if specifically in your case but there are times when a mother's interference or intention to help gets in the way of them you know having to learn the painful lessons that they need to learn and to get out of things in their own strength and if you think well i'll just want to get them on their feet and just to see that they have some clear space where they can get their life together that's what you hope for but sometimes it's unlikely to happen because it seems as though your your son has become a bit maybe he knows that you know is his final card in his pocket is you that you're not going to let things go so bad so he can sort of like uh, you know just kind of relax a bit because all you have to do is just to cry ma you know look what's happening to me and here you come uh, uh i i just feel something there is not uh, is is not is is not good and this is why i say to you you need to focus more on finding the truth not just on your spirituality because i don't know what you mean by your spirituality sometimes your spirituality can get in the way if it is just a kind of another kind of method that you cope with in life i don't want to get you to cope i want you to to be fully you want it to be a buddha in your life uh not merely a skilled parent you know a better wife uh, a better mother a better grandmother uh but to be to be the buddha that you are that's that's where my i come into it like this from this point of view i guess on the practical level and then on the on the buddha level it, okay i guess i have two questions i don't know whether my son and daughter-in-law have the mental cognitive ability to learn the lessons they need to learn i think they're both very unstable please can i tell you something they are in life they are life they are alive you got to get on with your life and sometimes things have to crash you are in life if they were not suited to this life they would not be here they have things to learn you know they have things to learn and i feel that uh, that view that you have is compassionate but it's not really helpful for them you may think actually sometimes you don't know the games that are being played so my 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 what i'm saying is that uh, sometimes maybe your own son he he is used to you he knows that you probably won't allow them your compassion your love you will not allow them to hit bottom while you have the chance to participate i don't think he's necessarily he's even caring that much about you maybe he's very selfish person i don't know um that just knows that you will not let them uh, go that far and that can really make someone very lazy it can make them very you know like don't stand up and you know that's why i say sometimes people have to crash and they have to grow from failure uh because uh they cannot just grow from surviving sometimes things have to come your way you have to experience sometimes um you know what it is like when you don't act the time when you should act on something so um what i feel what if he what if he becomes what Yeah, I'm afraid that he will snap. I'm afraid that he'll become violent. I'm afraid he has a level of rage. Those thoughts. Yes, I maybe maybe he would. Maybe he would. I but it's very unlikely. I think that this is a card that's being played that keeps you in a trap. You're in a kind of an emotional trap 
of your own concepts that you're afraid that if you don't, if you're not doing what you're doing now, which on some level I think is hurting your heart to do it, that somehow you're just pre pre preventing a catastrophe and you're going to be caught in this right. trap a bit, you see? And I feel that he, the, the way that your son plays with you, maybe with other people, he cannot play like that because they just would not have it. And when you are with people that your game doesn't work, you change your game. But he doesn't need to change his game when he knows when he knows, you know, how you play your cards. It's like this. Anyway, that's one point of it. If I because I, I don't feel I need to spend the time talking about your son. But I see I talk about it because so much of your energy has has shifted over to your son's life. And that's why I say you need to bring it back to your life. And it's not selfish in this case. It is not selfish to put there because actually you're not living at your best at the moment. You're pouring a lot of energy out and I don't know how much is coming in through your meditation and stuff because I feel that uh, what needs to happen is uh, you need to come completely out of this strong identity which is not allowing your life to flow with the spontaneity, with the freshness, with the joy that that is your natural life. You're too busy putting out fires. Yeah, you say you don't know how much is coming in through my meditation. I haven't even made the time the last few weeks since they arrived to do much meditation. Yes. Or do the walks in the park or things that have been nurturing to my spirit. And I tell you something. Yeah, sometimes I, well, you know, maybe it's a, such a good sign that. You know, you know, your life, you only have a two-bedroom house because, I don't know, maybe if your son and your daughter-in-law and their children came into your house, you would have to come to a much faster solution than now. I feel that somehow, in, in one way, I can say it, you're fortunate because you can preserve your space and it would be the worst thing. But maybe sometimes the worst thing could be turn out to be a good thing because then you would not have space to keep on creating explanations and excuses for them because it would just become unbearable. I think that they have made their life unbearable. And so and and then somehow you are the one bearing up their life. And I don't I say I don't say this anything personal to your son from my point of view. Um it's just it's just feel like uh the the, the scales have tipped way over. Um in, and it's not in anybody's favor actually. And uh uh, you have spent the, 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 this past in the 20 minutes only talking about your son. Where are you in this? Just only about your son's problem. And again, I feel this is an indication that you are not being you know, enough present in your life. It's like you're giving from a disabled position, you know, emotionally and spiritually, because you're not in your strength. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm very, I'm, you're right. I'm debilitated. I'm not happy in anything. I feel no joy when I wake up in the morning. I feel dread, only dread. I feel a sense of doom. And I don't know what you mean by my identity, but I feel like I'm a failure as a mother. And for I'm, instance, like that, I feel, pardon me, for instance, like that, you know, after all of this, after all this pouring out, you still feel like a failure as a mother, and this is just uh, that's just like too much because you're doing everything you can, but what's life showing you? You cannot fix their problem, and so much of your energy is going there, 
and none of it is coming back to you. None of it, it's not like you're getting any good signs, like they're making use of your energy, you're putting so much um, attention with them, you're with so much um, good good vibes you're sending towards them, and your your daughter-in-law's parents, they don't like you, they don't, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, where are you winning here? You know, and it cannot be that life just puts you here just to slave your energy out and then to be completely whacked and then, you know, these people look at you and go, ha ha, you are, look, you know, look at you, you're not doing anything for us, you know, you're so tired, you're never here for us, and you need to got to stop that, you know, and, and all of this is because you're holding an, an image in your mind that without your help, your son is going to flip and do something terrible, and I can't guarantee he won't, but, uh, but I really doubt that. I think a lot of this is your life in their life. And uh, sometimes they have to experience things coming. They have to experience uh, something. And, and life is wiser than you because it is there. It knows what to put to them. And some he's brought that life upon himself, actually. And you are bringing this life upon yourself, actually, as well. What about the children? I guess if it were just my son, I, would, I, I wouldn't be having this dilemma. But there are two very sweet, very tiny, and very innocent children who are in a very potentially dangerous situation. I'm, all of my anguish is about them, not about my son. Um, They're at risk. I'm afraid of abuse of them. I will tell you something, that uh, they are probably at greater risk in, in continuing to be with parents who are constantly draining their own parent in the long run teaching them how to scrounge and how to how to how to really be the uh, a really poor expression of parenthood in themselves by just you know uh, sometimes the children are far much more uh, understanding they're far more gra grasping the point they know that their parents are in trouble they know that something is not right something is not flowing you know and I feel that in life, always the mind has a trump card. It always has a card to play to keep you being worried, to keep you fretting, to keep you thinking about the what-ifs and if-onlys. And uh, I, I don't know. It's just I can say energetically, I just feel like your life is just being sucked away by some vampires or something. I just feel like, it, like this. And it, it, it is with yeah. your cooperation, I have to say, because... They can't demand that you help them, but uh, something is feeding into this, into this neediness, this clinginess, this kind of poor way of living, and I don't feel that your contribution is really helping them. I really don't. It's all based upon fear. All your contribution is based upon fear, and I don't see how that really generates, you know, something. I really feel that the whole thing needs to change. Their way of living is change, should change, and your way of living should change. But it's not going to change only from a practical standpoint. I can't tell you, stop doing this, stop doing that. I, my thing to tell you is to bring your focus now to yourself. Now. Let's change the conversation for a little bit and bring it back onto you, where you're at. Don't tell me something. Tell me something independent of your son here. As I said, I'm drained. Um... You're right about the joy. You're right that I'm unhappy. You're right that um, there's 
always a dilemma on my plate. There's always, and, and now the latest one is, okay, the what if there's abuse. But there's always, um, I always feel like I'm one step ahead of the sheriff. Are you familiar with that hmm. idiom, an American idiom? I can, I can, you know, I can. The sheriff? Yeah, the fugitive. Yeah, like a fugitive. I'm one step ahead of the law. Something's always chasing me. Mm-hmm. And always, uh, there's always something I'm fearing and running away from. Um in terms of some dire thing that's about to happen. Yeah. I'm I don't feel your real life is not a story. Just hear me. Your real life is not a story. And all you're talking about is a story. Can you go to the place where there's no story? Just for the moment. Just stop for a moment like this. Now. To be now. Because all your stories is not about now. Everything is about past. And everything is about future. But just be now. And don't touch any story for a moment. Uh, saying I'm going into my heart area and just redirecting and tuning into that space within my chest. Hmm. Just be there. There's nothing to tune into. Just be there. You're already here. There's nothing to do here. Don't start doing mothering here now. There's no husband here. There's no wife here. There's no mother here. There's no grandmother here. There's no yogi here. There's no practicer here. Just be in this recognition for the moment. And you are not blocking anything out. You are just being present as yourself. We really have got to get used to your presence without a story. You are not a story. Your real life is not a story. You are the beingness. Be one with your beingness. That's all. We don't need any spanners or screwdrivers, no hammers or saws here. Just be here. Your mind doesn't want you to be here. Your mind is not accustomed to be here. Your mind is always telling you, listen, you've got things to do, life to change, you have things to protect, things to defend. I can feel that sense of emptiness. The experience of the emptiness, the the, 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 the recognition of the emptiness, um, does not belong to a person. It is just there is just the space which is there. There is no person particularly there. The memory or the habit of thinking of a person tends to want to sit in that place, but there is just a silence there. There is no identity there. You know the story of my family and my life. That's not what's here. What it feels like is I'm seeing or experiencing. It's like there's an empty circle, where one, like the arc of it, like like the perimeter or whatever it's called of a circle, the, the circumference is. Part of it is in my chest. It's almost like a circle within which I. No, I you, am. you 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 you're gonna have to stop this crap. No, no, 
don't try and describe anything. It's your mind is still trying to control something here. Just be. Your, your mind is still trying to navigate and to set up some coordinates as to what is going on and what it is none of this. That's just your mind again. Just leave that. You are just here. Nothing more to it. And it's like somehow your mind is going to find it very unbearable because it's so used to doing something, changing something, fixing something, correcting something, becoming something. So you have to just bear that tension for a moment, but see that this is independent of that struggling mind. You're just here. And you're not waiting. Just pay attention to that. What I'm speaking about is not a waiting state. It just is. Now, the habit to identify as somebody who is doing this is strong. And it's going to try and re reinsert itself. To reassert itself. Like, you know, okay, I can see this. I can see that there's a bit of pace, pace here. I can see that there's a bit of silence here. And the more I go in, I say, no, stop it. That's not it. That is the mind still taking on the, the, the role that there's a somebody who something is happening to. There is just the space of being. Acknowledge that. Be present and be one with that. That's all. But the habit is saying, yeah, but what do I do with this? And how can this help me to become more? And I like to spend more. And all this chatter is so quick to build up. And you need to be aware of that chatter, of that rescue remedy reaction, and not identify with that. This is not mother. This is not wife. This is not girlfriend. This is not uh, grandmother. This is not this. And the invitation here is to turn your attention, let your attention just be present with this. You are here, that's all. Discomfort will come up because your mind is accustomed to being in an agitated posture. And it feels, no, I can't bear this. You know, I need to do something. But that is also observed. Then leave it. Don't go further into that. Don't go walking with that. Just stay as you are. This is your natural state. And don't be waiting for something to happen. Or maybe your mind will just like to say, OK, fine, I get that. OK, now, but can I go back to the problem? No, you can't. I don't want to get into a problem discussion with you. I want to be with your Buddha being. Your mind is accustomed to asserting an identity which is completely untrue, unreal. It's a suffering state. Nobody's helped by this, and certainly not you, not your family. You want to do something that will be good for your family? Uh, just be true and be present as yourself. Naturally, some distance will begin to uh, show itself. This is very simple.
You don't have one, two, three things to do here. Simply acknowledge your own self-presence. That's it. Be present with it. Something that's been missing, something missing, uh, missing this, going back to the activity, going back to being, you know, super mom, super wife, super life, and just draining. It's like hemorrhaging energy, and then stop. You are only you can stop it. And not that you're going to go and try and stop what's happening with your family, what's happening with. No, don't stop them. Stop you. Stop in yourself. Just be present. That's all. It's not a suppressed state, it's a very spatial state, very spacious state. And it is not an imagined state. Not you're creating here. Paying attention to yourself. It's hard not to describe. I'm feeling this, or I'm feeling that. Say again. I said it's hard not to start describing. Oh, I'm feeling this or experiencing that. It's okay. You can say that. But at the same time, you must also be what you are describing. Because otherwise, if you give it to your mind, your mind will create a distance. It will turn it into a kind of commodity. It will turn it into a kind of... It will objectivize it, and it will create a sense of separation. If you speak about it, you can say, Yes, this is what is present here. This is fine. Then you can do that then. Drumming, um, buzzing, vibrating, tingling. Very much with feeling what's in the body, like sitting on the couch or needing the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the kind of spaciousness. Yes. And these functions are okay. What you are detecting, what you are observing, what you are experiencing, this is fine. This is just natural stuff, the normal stuff. This is not disturbing you. It's just you are just picking up now, tuning in to listening to your own body a little bit, the the the, the movements of the vital force in the body, the the movement of the of the organs and their own energetic. Exp- this is fine. This is not a normal thing, but at least it's bringing you back in tune, and in real time even with your biological functioning, that is okay. Now you want to go to low, you go to low, so and so and so. But you see, your mind is not being projected outward towards someone else's life. Don't be in someone else's life. You are just here, present. And of course, as you put attention here, you are not creating, you are finding that naturally, this is the power of your own attention or your self-attention. Already there is a kind of fizzing inside your being. It's like things start to try and it's like the body, the being wants to heal itself from all this noise, all this all this nonsense, all this tension, and immediately it sets to work to kind of harmonize all your energies together. You're not doing anything at all. This tingling, this spaciousness, 
It's a natural phenomenal response to your own self-awareness. When the attention is distracted from this, it just goes off into the red light district, basically, of the mind. You bring your attention back here, simply. And it's like your attention is actually observing that there are movements taking place in your dynamic aspect, in your body and mind, that are uh, there's a movement there, but it's at least it's present. It's not speculation. It's like you're actually in tune and in real time with your bodily functions, your your organic function, your mental and intuitive functions. That's fine. Even here, don't identify. Simply observe. And don't try to observe. Just be. More put the attention just on being than than observing anything. The observing will happen naturally and spontaneously. But don't identify as an observer. Just you are being. Beingness is here like this. Also, it is not a waiting state. It's not waiting for something to happen. There's no need, because you are in real time, and the time is filling itself naturally with its own functioning. The mind is not involved yeah, in it. That's hard for me because I'm always feeling that this can't be it. There has to be some great merging or some great. Yes. Okay. Who is saying this? Who is saying this? Slow down. Listen to my voice. Who is saying this? Who is believing this? Something that's dissatisfied. Something that is dissatisfied. Yeah. Yes. See if you can identify if there's a, a dissatisfied entity in you, or if it's just a thought that somehow has been bought from time to time and then gathering flesh and bones around it is can it be anything other than just a thought uh, who feels guilty when i say no to my when i think you know who feels guilty which who has this identity okay and what happened there's this sickly feeling in my stomach like the sense of revulsion of, at, we'll call it myself, but also space in my chest, but loathing in yeah. my stomach. Yes. Don't go with that right now. Just uh, stay with just the awareness of it. Just stay with the awareness. Stay as awareness. Don't tie up awareness with any relationship. Just be the awareness itself. The light in which all these things can be perceived, but there isn't sufficient glue to create any identity with them. Look as though you're looking as a stra upon a stranger's life. Just look. Don't judge. The revulsion naturally maybe is coming there because at some deeper level you have been far too panicked and afraid to actually feel your revulsion. Something maybe feel revolted at the fact that 
you're not functioning from your own natural happiness and you you feel that you are being provoked in some way to have to act in an emergency mode and not to be able to be happy in yourself so somehow right. it can be like some revulsion comes up like that but don't go into that right now because your awareness is not locked into that necessarily you can determine that you are just aware of that but don't make any story now with that and don't identify anything at all the important thing is to acknowledge what your awareness is your awareness is not the 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 impression or the sensation you're feeling the feelings are arising in the awareness itself but they don't define awareness awareness is like an intelligent space like if you can say like this so allow the space for the revulsion to be there but don't to hold on to it don't make anything more of it it's just like a burp don't try and cover your mouth just let the burp happen okay don't swallow okay. the burp that's it Yes. A full sigh. Yes. Like I can breathe. Yes. Very good. Very good. Something is just naturally tuning back in again to your natural harmony. But it's not a mental effort. And then there's a feeling of racing and panic, like in my arms. Mm-hmm. Like the sense of something frantic. Yes, that's like okay. I need to scramble. I need to fix. Yes, no, no. That's just a thought that goes with the feeling. The feeling is independent of the thought. The feeling is just a feeling, but the thought is a habit to then somehow interpret the feeling in a personal way. Let the feeling just be the feeling, and stay neutral. Don't identify. It's just a sensation. Let it just bubble up. And be expressed, but don't write any report about it. It's important to start just letting, just being aware of feelings, per se, not the story or the interpretation your mind wants to give them. And don't give too much importance to what's showing up now. But more, be keep your power in just the neutral awareness itself. There's no shape to that. You're not in any particular time frame in this awareness. There's no past in it. There's no future in it. There's no present in it. So how do I maintain? Or be with this awareness as a thought comes in, like the thought of, but I really could help them. Yeah. But Observe. Yes, yes. This question, even how can I, this I is not true. This I is only thought. So I won't even pick up that question. How can I do? You're not doing anything at all. There's just the awareness. The awareness is not acknowledging any you to be doing or to staying and anything. There's nobody to stay as awareness. It is just here. It is what is. It is what you are already. 
Don't make that mistake now. That you know, this question comes, how can I stay, how can I stay, and from here, you know, direct my attention. All this is just the mind. Leave him outside. He's not needed. It wants to recreate an identity for you and get this identity to do something like stay in the self, which it cannot do. You are the self. Somebody or something keeps waiting for something big to happen in the next second. It's a habit, but I don't know how not to okay, do it. Okay, okay. I, I want to show you it's on reality. Wait and see if anything happens. If something is there expecting something to happen, then just wait and see if anything happens, and you'll know whether this thing is true or not. So, nothing happens. So, it's just a lie. There's nothing there except the thought that something is going to happen. So, just forget about these things. Here, you're going to defeat all these things because you see how many thoughts uh, are arising and they're just throwing mud at you. And uh, somehow they come, they come like this, and either you take them or you keep recognizing, but that's just a thought. If you believe this thought, then it's going to take you into a job. He's going to put a uniform on you and say, you have to function like this now. So don't put on any uniform. Don't pick up any thoughts. Pay attention to the awareness you are and tell me if anything is lacking. Don't keep looking at thoughts to, 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 to go for a reading of who you are. No, pay attention by yourself. You don't need thoughts to look at yourself now. Look by yourself and see if anything is missing. Are you sad? Are you... Are you uh, lacking in something? Are you miserable? Are you only half a person? Look in yourself now and tell me, without thought. Look as now the awareness. Completeness. Yes, completeness. Complete. Of course there is that. Um, and that is how it's always been. It's as though your mind doesn't want you, your cultured mind does not want you to discover this. Because if you discover this, and somehow you are faithful to your seeing in this, this type of nonsense mind cannot function anymore. Because it's like its cover is blown. It is exposed as only a kind of a, a very nasty distraction. This is your natural being. When the Buddha discovered this, when the Christ discovered this, they did not reject it. They didn't go back and say, No, 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 I'm the son of a carpenter, I'm going to be a carpenter. No, they just saw this and they acknowledged that in themselves. When the Buddha saw this, he didn't say, No, I can't be like this, I can't be nothing, I'm a prince, I must go back and be the, a husband and a prince. No, no, no. They simply saw this and they acknowledged, Thank you, thank you. My delusions are broken. This is not an experience like other experiences. All other experiences seem to have appeared to a person, a person's experiences. This is not a person's experience. This is the experience of the self. This is the experience of the beingness itself, experiencing itself. This is what you are. Does this have a beginning? 
Does it have a middle? Does it have an end? Does it have a story? No. Kind of complete in itself. Yes, complete in itself. This is true. Is this a kind of psychological trick? I don't think so. Hmm. There's still thoughts nibbling at the edges of it. Of course, they are going to. There's been a habit for so long. Hmm? There's been a habit for so long. They are going to be nibbling around at the edges. But what can they nibble onto? Tell me. Look, let the thoughts nibble. Can they nibble at awareness? Can they take a bit of awareness out? No, but they seem to compromise the experience of that awareness. Like, uh, to make me question it. Like question what? That they are themselves perceived? The, the, the activity, the apparent activity of thoughts wanting to come in can somehow do something to the awareness to destroy the, the, the peace that is there, then you better just invite them all and just say, listen, just do your best. Go on, see if you can disturb me. Go on, do it. It sounds like Jesus or Buddha with the temptations, you know, coming in. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, this will be your own uh, test. Because you cannot keep on running under the bed every time the thoughts show up. There is nothing to hide from. Then say, Come, come inside, come. Yeah. Can you be possessed by thought? What can a thought do to you? I don't know. They seem to have great power sometimes. No, no, no. This is old thought now. That was an old, this is not a fresh thought. That's an old thought. You be a bit more be a bit more original than that. You don't go pick up some old dirty straight thought. No. See what you are speaking now. Are they powerful now? For moments, no, and then I feel like I'm fending them off with shields or something. That's an idea. You as what? The only way you can do that is to become a person again. You're picking up a shield, a shield is an object. Who is going to be holding the shield? You are going to have to become an object again. Are you an object? Moments, there is justness, just being, and then a second later, there is this self that says, Oh, look at that. Cool. That, that itself is looked at. Stay in your natural neutrality now. The mind is always going to keep calling you into shape because that's the only way it can uh, interact with you. That you go back again into the costume of a person and this is what's happening to me and yesterday this happened and then how he said this to me and then my son said this. You don't need this right now. You don't need this. Actually, you don't need this at all, actually. If you stay only empty of all intention, of all... Um, uh, identities, you'll find that pure functioning just function, and something is fine with this. Your peace will not be lost. Do not be aroused by these uh, thoughts. 
that are mm, arising, let's say. Of course, they are going to come, and you they will test you, and you will you will transcend them. You, if you believe in them, then you will reshape yourself into another kind of kind of object person. But you stay in this pure sense of being. Anyway, this is what this is what is there actually. There are images that arise just by themselves in front of my eyes. A big circle, a huge square. Uh, they are nothing. Get used to these things coming. They are nothing at all. Your mind is trying to still to to still get a piece of the action by trying to uh, find a job to assess these um, these movements in you which are nothing at all you don't need them there's always going to be some movement there because your body is here the consciousness is here the vital force is here there's some movements are going to manifest don't keep going into them writing any reports about them it's nothing at all it's nothing at all so many things are happening in each day in front of your eyes but you don't uh, claim them to be anything at all because they, you have no particular interest in them. But as soon as you identify, they seem to come alive with greater meaning and seem to relate to uh, become significant for you. You need to understand this very, very clearly. There is nothing at all. You don't need anything at all. You don't need any identity at all, at all. You don't need it. And still your life will unfold uh, with uh, all these uh, identities. They can be superficial. They can be more playful. They have no depth in them. Uh, and when you pick them up and believe them to be true, then you see confusion comes again into you, anxiety, restlessness, all these things, unhappiness come. So better you leave all of this, throw it out. You don't need it to be with me also. And so because you don't need it to be here, you can then come into a pure conversation with me and in the light of your own presence and your lightness of your own being and see already the, the proof is here. If your son, being with your son or your husband or boyfriend, uh, draws you into becoming a person, um, then you must fight to stay as your being. First you stay as this being. like that, And don't give in so easily to these kind of fickle thoughts. Thank you. Very good. I've really missed. I've missed you a lot. Yes. Somebody yes. has missed you anyway, or nobody yes. has missed you, but you have been missed. Yes. It, it is good. Also, the feeling is mutual. And thank you for making the time to do this. It it means just a huge, huge, huge amount. Yes. Very good. Very good. Love you so much. You too, Muji. Thank you for everything. You're most welcome. That was a very important conversation because she's so heavily um, caught. She has been, you know, and just to I just had to say to her, I don't want to talk anymore about your son. Already we are in conversation for nearly half an hour, and all you talk about is your son and their problems. I talk about you. Talk about you. I don't want to hear any more about your son. You have to come back to you at some point. Your life cannot be about your son. It's a grown man. He has children and wife. They're not doing so well. It's not your problem, you know. And uh, just to bring it back again, and just to come back and to see 
that she can then refocus her attention and just to be present as uh, as the beingness and start to re-experience again that she can be happy. You can be happy. You can be you can be light. You can be life. You know your son is still going to be there. He's not going to. He's not worse off because you are better. You see, he's not somehow. Oh, now she's better. Oh, you know. You know, everybody, everything benefits. You and you clear, you clarify your 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 aura, your presence. Everything begins to to function better. Even your bloody house plant will be. Your goldfish will be happier because you you're in a good space. You know, you come back to yourself again. But if you don't do this, you know, everything around you is depressed. Even the bloody wood in the floor is depressed because there's no. You're the only thing that really is life, and if your life becomes death. Then what chance do even insentient things have? It's it's uh, it's it's for me it's a it's an emergency. It's an emergency like that to come out, come out, come out of this hell. What can hell be? They say fire, fire. You think fire is worse than this? This is fire. This is the fire of hell. This is the fire of hell, where your this fire doesn't go out. It's just coming on. This fire is thoughts, thought fire. Oh, you're not good enough. You're not good. Luck. Oh, you're doing everything. Oh, my children are gonna suffer. Oh, what's gonna happen? Is there any more hell? Is there any fire? Any physical fire that's hotter than that? That is hell. I think people would be quite okay to be into a hell fire. If this was just a fire, but this fire. The fire of insecurity, of fear, of disbelief, of mistrust, the fire of of uh, jealousy, of rage, of anger, of judgment, the fire of doom and depression and doubt and resistance. This is the fire of hell. You know? And it seems like there is something in it that you still keep you going there. You can't dismiss it. So it has to be that someone can pull you out, come out completely. Don't try and fix it. Okay. Don't try. Don't try and do a makeover in hell. Don't try and do that. Just come out. Hell is not to be, you know, healed. Hell is to come out of it. Be one with this. Just be the witness. Be one with this. Just stay as the witness. Just be the witness